Blog Talk Radio. my ballot to the polling place 
there was a young man in his early 40s that was exuberant. And uh, he couldn't help but share some of that exuberance in greeting me, and I didn't know him. And, and he said, oh, he said, what a wonderful privilege this is to be able to, to have a voice and cast our ballot. And uh, I said, yeah, I said, you know, funny about life, but as you get older, think your know, perspective changes. And I said, you know, in my, in my world, you come to a point where you realize that it's up to you to own your own reality and and uh, do something about it instead of abdicating your responsibility to somebody else. And he said, you got it. That's exactly what I'm feeling. Well, I could have let him down a rabbit hole, but I didn't. I let him go, and we had things to do. But I think that indicates where we are as a country and as a world uh, today. I have no doubt that when enough righteous people decide that they are not going to abdicate responsibility to a third party for their future, and they're going to mandate that they're taking control and that this country is for a moral and righteous people. And that means there's going to be some house cleaning and some trash taken out. And that's just part of cleaning house, folks. Welcome to your new reality. And so I engage this with a view of optimism, of of hope and expectations because our Father in Heaven has a covenant with us that says if we repent and change from our evil ways and seek to do God's will, that he will bless our land. And I paraphrase that verse, but you know the verse. And I believe that it's beginning. And so it's been hidden in plain sight since November 2010, the Declaration of Sovereign Intent. And so tonight I'm going to ask Governor Henning, if he would please uh, open this conversation up by reading uh, the first reading of our Declaration of Sovereign Intent, filed on your behalf by God-fearing and moral and just and lawful, peaceful people that simply want our land back. Go ahead, Governor Henning. Thank you, Governor. Exhibit 1, Declaration of Sovereign Intent. Adopted 14 November 2010, Republic for United States of America. Declaration of Sovereign Intent. We, the Congress of the people on the land of the Republic, and quote, Republic for United States, United in lower case U, States of America, end quote, which name will be used in reference to our Republic in all documents and communication from this day forward in session in the presence of Almighty God do hereby declare the following to be true and self-evident. We, the people on the land of the Republic for United States of America, do hereby declare that in the year of our Lord, 1776, the Founding Fathers created a Declaration of Independence to declare our separation from England. 
this declaration acknowledges that the people of America have the right to abolish any government they feel is not in the interest of their safety and security. We, the people on the land of the Republic for the United States of America, do hereby declare that in the year 1791, the Congress of the United States of America in session adopted a constitution for the United States of America, a bill of, of correction, and a bill of rights. This constitution affirms that we, the people, lawfully settled within the territory boundaries of the Republic for the United States of America here certain equal, inherited, unalienable rights from the Creator Almighty God, which can never be removed, altered, or denied by the government. Do you want me to end there, Justice Waters? Yes, if you would. Okay. End of reading. Thank you. So, if we were going to go about our task of re-inhabiting our lawful republic as American people. There's guidelines that have to be followed, procedures, protocols that need to be followed. And this is where we begin the journey. If you want to read all about it, you can go to reinhabited.com and uh, our website, republicforthenitedstatesofamerica.org and follow along and Buy the re-inhabited books, one and two. That's your truthful history. That's the backstory that this has brought forward. Justice Waters, you had quite a perspective on this. Would you sh share your thoughts, sir? Yes, sir. I'll excuse me if I start coughing, but I'll try to get through this. You know, the founding fathers way back in the middle 1700s, they knew that something had to be done with the colonies, and to the next 20 years, uh, coming about full face with England, understanding what was going on, England was trying to raise taxes on them, uh, things that they were doing, they weren't reaping a reward or a profit for, England was taking it in taxes. So something had to be done. They were beginning to live like they did when they were in the motherland. And that just wasn't good enough. So they got together. They formed a militia. They formed a continental army. And they decided that the best way to take what they needed was to literally take it if they had to. Not everybody was on board. There were many who didn't want to fight for whatever reason. Some of them believed that religiously it was wrong to fight. Others thought, no, if I, if I fight, I have a good chance of dying. But there were those who realized if they wanted freedom, then they may have to give the ultimate sacrifice, and that's dying for what you believe in. And that started a thinking amongst the colonists. And everybody understands if you're old enough, when you were in school to hear about uh, different things and different people that took place just prior to the beginning of the Revolutionary War. Uh, who can forget about people riding down the streets, yelling out the British are coming? Who can forget the, you know, the, the statements that were made? I've just begun to fight. Give me liberty or give me death. 
this was the attitude of the colonists because they understood one thing. We either fight for our freedoms or we're all going to live as slaves and die. They decided to fight. Wasn't an easy choice, but they had to do it. They did it. He was on board. Believe it or not, only about 12 to 13 percent of the population of that day truly wanted to go to war against England. I mean, after all, England, a huge navy and huge standing army, the best in the world. Even the Muslims did not want to fight England. And that says something. But guess what? They did. Now, it didn't happen overnight, and they were losing a lot of battles at, at, at first. But under the direction of General George Washington and others, they believed in a God of the universe. They believed in a God of the laws of nature. And they believed that that same God was going to get them through because they believed that that God put them on this new land called America. And because they were here, this was their new beginning. They also understood one other thing, their heritage, their bloodline, where they came from. They believe wholeheartedly, and then it's been proven since, that many of them have the bloodline of the 12 tribes of Israel that run through their bodies. They believe this was the new Israel. They believe that this was the new Mount Zion thing in the Battle of Armageddon was going to be fought on this land. They believed that. They wrote letters and sermons about it. But they understood that in order for all that to happen, England had to be removed out of the way. That required a miracle. And not just one, but many miracles came in the next few years, and they were victorious. A group of ragtag individuals with really no fighting experience conquered the world's most dominant military. Conquered them. Put them on their knees. Bankrupt them. It wasn't long after that the King of England had to go to France and some other nations and beg for treasury money. And here we are. We're prospering. But they had to give something first. They had to take that first initial step. When we, in 2010, wrote this Declaration of Sovereign Intent, it was with that understanding, with that feeling in mind and our spirits of what we accomplished as a group of people that in this newly formed group at the time was called by a different name. But now we knew that we were going to be called the Republic. We weren't starting anything new. We weren't starting anything, you know, out the backside of us. This was something that was already there. It was already created. And we found something else out. It was never done away with. Not by law. It was just put up on the, on the top of a shelf somewhere and left to just collect dust. And we found it. So when we wrote this document, we were in essence telling the world, like our founding fathers told the world in their day, this is who we are. 
that away from us. You can't remove it from us. You can't tell us to do something different. This is who we are. We believe in a God that created everything and gave us dominion over the earth. And we believe in the laws of nature that that God presides over because he's the one that created us. And they went forward and they wound up writing a constitution, a bill of rights and laws that are all based on the word of God, the Bible. Not the King James so much, but the Hebrew Bible. Understand that. The watered-down version of the gospel, the full-fledged gospel of the Torah. That's what they believed in. That's why their laws are different than what we are used to today. That's why their, their way of life was different then than it is now. This document goes to prove that everything they did, we adopted. We are no different than what they are. Nobody can take that part of this away from us. That's why we haven't been in a situation like other groups have been in, because we've done everything lawfully. And in their system, we've done it legally. We've notified the people we are supposed to notify of who we are. And we went forward and we never started trouble. We never created a situation where there was fighting in the streets because you didn't believe like we did. The Democratic Party can't make claim to that tonight. You don't believe the way they believe. They just soon shoot you in the head. Or hit you in the head with a hammer. That's not us. That's not who we are. We let God fight our fights. Hey, hey we're Roger, here presenting to you what? I got a, I got a question uh, when you're done. I just got a quote for specifically toward for you. Okay, so I just want to let okay. you know that. All right. But we we are here tonight explaining to the people of this country, the United States. The Union of States, on this election day in their system, there is an alternative to what you see out there on TV every day. We are the real government, the founding government. They are the charade. They are the play. They are just actors. We are the real. They are not. So with that, I'll yield up. You say you got a question there, Joe? Yes. Uh, a question was proposed to me the other night, uh, and we'll take callers. I just want to let everyone know if we see your hands, and everyone will get a chance here to speak and ask a question or make a comment real quick. But uh, my question, a question was posed to me. Uh, we, well, you just mentioned it. You said we have international standing, and the documents were served and uh, presented to The Hague, the World Court, and whatnot, and signed, sealed, and delivered years ago. While come <clears throat> with the Republic, even though we don't have all the seats filled and so a lot of the seats are vacated and we're waiting for the people to take, you know, because we need the people, it's up to the people uh, to get the 30,000 uh, in each state. But while come in the meantime, what we can't, as representatives of the Republic, go to the World Court, go to the Hague, or, or ask these other countries for assistance? Is that an option? 
at this point in time, I mean, we could probably do that. It wouldn't get us very far because they are playing under the hand of the Federal Reserve, the the World Court, the Hague. It, it gets money given to them from the Federal Reserve System. That's how it operates. We pay our dues with with that money. So for us to go there and say we need this in their system, it don't doesn't work that way. The only way that would work is if the corporation would go away some way, somehow, and we were left to, to take the positions over, then we could. But not up and you know, not until that time comes. And that's why we need the people to back with us to to make a stand inside the country and tell the world that way, this is who we are and the people are wanting it. The people demand it. That's the only way in, in lawful and legal standing we have to stand ourselves up. Other than that, something's got to happen that will remove the entire corporate government. So that, okay. that's why it hasn't happened that way yet. All right. Um, uh, uh, we do have some people with their hands up. Jim, you want to have something to say quick? Go ahead. I want to say something, yeah. Um, hey, folks, just step back, take a deep breath, and think about this. Don't you think the brighter minds than us have already gone down this rabbit hole and figured out that this thing is a worldwide chess board and that we can influence our country to a certain extent, but without the rest of the world on board, the enemy still got us surrounded. You know, we all we all recognize this, and we all we all know what the odds are, and that the odds are against us. And so many of us are are running around with our hair on fire. I'm here to tell you, folks, that brighter minds have been thinking about this for decades and decades and decades and implementing this. We're just one cornerstone of the plan. The rest of it's the future, and that's to be taken care of by the people who want to direct their own future. And that's probably the people that are listening to this call tonight. Thanks, Joe, for letting me uh, share my opinion. All right. Um, I guess I'll un- sorry, I'm muting callers here. Um, let's go with 623 first and then 305. Let's go with 623. Go ahead. You said 623? Yes, go ahead. Hey, my name is Joe Malone. I'm actually in Maricopa County right now. How are you doing? All right. Hey, so in regards to what I just heard the last man say about going through these world courts, you know, especially it, it perturbs me that a guy who says, you know, we let God fight our own fight. You know, God gave us the Holy Spirit for a reason, man. He moves hearts of people to take action. Noah had to pick up a hammer. David had to pick up a rock. And yet, why is it that the Republicans, all these people, in these talking heads on social media, or whether it's Charlie Kirk. I was at a rally the other day where Charlie Kirk literally put a guy, his, his staffers, in between me and him because I want to talk about protesting. You can't organize on social media. You cannot do it. You cannot say the things that need to be said unless you get people together and you protest. And, and, and literally, that's the only way because there's – an outline 
in, in the Declaration of Independence on what the people have. And it has to do with natural right. It doesn't have to do with the Hague or all these worldly institutions that God would rebuke and smite off the face of the earth if it, was, if it was his due time to do so. So you want to play by their rules. That's just a waste of energy, just like our elections are a waste of energy right now. They're going to be stolen. You're going to have more people on the left in power. And the only way you take your, your power back is by protesting. We saw what the power did in France with the Yellow Vest movement. Those people came out to the, by the tens of thousands, by literally hundreds of thousands of people, went to the streets to protest, and they organized. But yet America can't even do that for one single day out of the year? That's pathetic. I agree. And, and, and so we, we, we create the excuses that, you know what, we're, our leaders in the GOP, if they truly love this country, they'll say, guess what? It's time for us to protest. It's time for us to go to the streets and talk about what needs to be done to save this country because no one else is doing it. And, and that is back to the natural law. And we don't need the Hague. We don't need all these institutions. We need to realize that we're sovereign individuals ourselves, and we can take back every single office with our own redress of grievances and demanding that these people be held criminally liable and that the real criminals be thrown out of their offices of position. And until that happens, that's the only way it's going to happen. So I don't, I don't want to hear about, oh, the election, you know, should, should have gone our way. No, no. The elections have been rigged for years and years and years. And it's all because of these international banking cartels, the families and all these people that run this crap. And I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm a little on fire because I, I had just somebody, I had somebody on, on, online just say, Oh, you just talk. You don't do nothing. I'm like, I'm trying to recruit men. I'm trying to tell women. You know what how, you Know what the women need to do is the women need to get in the faces of these men and be like, why don't you grab your balls and be a man and stand up and do something? Because they don't. Well, uh, and <laughs> women have point. the capacity. Yeah, and women have the, the duty and the capacity to inspire men to stand up. But until they under, understand that too, and, and, and social media is a shit show. All these people do is, like you'll notice, in, in, in Republican media, on social media, we'll, we'll post something silly and stupid that maybe makes a, a reasonable, reasonable point in, like, a, a meme. And, yeah, that gets attention. But when we actually post, like, hey, let's organize, let's meet at this time, there's zero views. There's zero likes. It's like I think maybe people are afraid to even share this. Maybe people are afraid to even like it. But if people don't even have the balls to like and share something, that's why I realized social media is a dead joke. What we have to do is we actually do what I did the other day. I went to a political rally in a sign in my battle dress uniforms, and it said, join the militia now, take your country back. Because that's what your natural rights are all about. That's what the founders did with the King of England, and that's what we have to do now. And until we do that, then there's no point because we're being genocided, we're being vaccinated and sprayed with chemtrails, and they have fired the first shots already. So I, I don't get what the what the hell people are waiting for, Amen. except for being lazy and brainwashed. Well, I'll connect 305. He's the national commander of the militia. Well, I'll connect him 305. Go ahead, uh, Mike. You heard what this gentleman just had to say. Hey, Mike. Yeah, hey, Mike. Here, hey, first of all, yeah, National Militia Coordinator, I wouldn't say Commander, National Militia Coordinator, putting forth an effort to coordinate it. And I am proud to say that the man who was just speaking, Joe Malone, is a state coordinator of the militia in Arizona. Um, we, uh, you know, I know that the efforts I've been putting forth, you've heard me express my concerns, <laughs> piggybacking on Joe, at the lack of men um, and, and women, I mean, but primarily men. I mean, uh, I'd almost say we have as many women of the few men that are trying to put forth an effort. Women. But 
but I, I did want to comment again on on uh, what Judge Waters said. Uh, it was a profound point that he was made. Obviously, I agree with um, uh, Joe Malone, who just spoke, that ultimately it's about us, we the people, um, organizing. That's the whole point of what I'm trying to do is get like well, where is everyone, Mike? Where everyone? is everyone? We, we need to hear more voices like that last gentleman just speaking right there right. to come. And, and you right. know the outline of the republic, the lawful way to take back our country. We need the 30,000 in each state. 30,000, such a small number. We can get 60,000 people to watch a football game in each state every Sunday, but we can't get 30,000 to step up and fight for our republic. You know? I right. mean, this is what we're I talking about. I want to some clarity. I want to add some clarity because while I agree with Joe, the whole point of you know the question you posed to Judge Waters about getting – in other words, the, the point that I think – to clarify what Joe was even asking um, Judge Waters is if, if the republic is the lawful – and again, I, you know, I, I try – this is gingerly for me to talk about because – I, as I don't want to put down, you know, the Republic for the United States of America at all if they are representative of what would be the de jure federal government. But to the extent that I'm of the position that the federal government, period, is the smallest and least, um, you know, significant to begin with, right? It's we the people are on top, followed by our local jurisdictions and then the states and then, and then the federal government. They have a limited role to begin with. But to the extent that they have this claim of being – I mean, on the one hand, they're, they're making the claim that they are the lawful de jure government that was sanctioned by, by the Hague, but yet at the same time, judges saying that the Hague is paid off by the Fed. You know, that, so, I mean, it's almost like not much of a compliment or much – it doesn't say much for the republic to be approved by the Hague if the Hague is a bunch of paid off, you know, uh, you know <laughs> paid off shows, uh, I see you know, your point. I see your point, but but you do have to have some sort of international standing. You just can't say, "Hey, we're a country." The world is going to have to recognize it, recognize you know the the real lawful government, and the world knows what right. has happened and what happened in a civil war right. and whatnot. You know, and, right. but it's up to the people to stand up and, and take it back, and we don't do that. Right, and, yeah, and it's on that point. It's, hold on, it's it's on that point uh, oh, that I want right. to say. That the question, too, Judge, about having, because this goes a little contrary to what Joe, Joe was saying. I agree with Joe because it's ultimately about us. But to the extent that we do know nations go to other nations to get support when they are under siege or under attack, it would be a legitimate. I mean, the judge did start off by saying, well, I guess technically we could do that. But then he proceeded to say, you know, that they're all paid off. All right, the, let's see what Jim has to say, but, Mike. Let's see what Jim has to say. Jim is in a position of authority with the Republic. He's a governor of the free state of Colorado. Jim, uh, you're, you're you know, you, little, we, we, How about just a little yeah. common sense here, folks? Yep. Okay? Just some common sense. How many years have we been grilled, Joe, by all these people looking for the truth? Oh, years, for since, since the beginning years, you know. Every, I mean, we're we're scrutinized. We're treated like a doormat. We have no respect in a lot of circles. And so, do we represent the will of the American people? Absolutely not. Now, yeah, we do. Now, now let me finish. So, now you're asking the world a group of ragtag people that even their own people don't accept as legitimate and worth getting, gathering around to have, a, in their eyes, a, a coup 
because it's not the will of the American people. Now, if it was the will of the American people, we would have a different conversation. Just common sense, folks. I agree with you, Jim. Uh, the will will of the American people has gone to Satan, obviously, the evil. Obviously, uh, we, you know, we, have, we live in a morally dumbed-down country. That's, that's, we know that. We all know that, and we, and we all agree on that. You know, but, but we still have a righteous uh, group of people out there that we're trying to wake up and come to the, bring them to the table and say, because I know there has to be, there has to be at least 30,000 in each state that we can get to the table. If not, then we are surely doomed. And I don't want to, you know, feed into the appeasement of, of evil and, and say, ah, well, you know, well, I guess we'll just wait for God to come back. No. I would like, you know, I believe that we have to rally the troops out there. We have to rally the people lawfully, lawfully, to, to rise up and uh, take back what is was rightfully theirs. You know, and the others out there that won't, don't want to come along with us, we have to leave. We, yeah, we're going to get the naysayers. We're going to get the naysayers. But we'll just, you know, dust our shoes like the Bible says. We'll dust our shoes off, turn our backs on them, and walk away. You know, let, they, let them be heretics. You know, well, sure, so, so we can't. The question is, why doesn't the U.N. step in and represent a small ragtag group of people that has lawful right to, to exist and is recognized because it's been done right by the head. But yet, we're asking a handful of ragtag people that can't even get along with the people we're supposed to represent. And if we're supposed to ask the head to come in on our behalf just because it's a moral thing to do, that's not common sense, folks. No, you're common right, you're right, you're right. And the founders... Republic, get yeah. behind your republic and quit bickering amongst ourselves, and let's go for a common cause under one flag... Well, that's what we're trying to do. Under the government of our God who gave us this land, and we'll see things happen that we will appreciate. But until then, we're a dog chasing our tail. Yeah. Well, we don't have the numbers. Yes, that's correct. But um, well, you know, but that's what we're trying to do. Is we, that's why I said that point is that there has to be enough righteous people out there still left that we can get them together. And that's the point of this platform and Mike's platform and the Republic's platform all these years is try to bring people to the table. But you know, again, I, I do have to say, yeah, with the, as much as I promoted the Republic and have failed, I think I've failed thus far getting the attention of the people. As much as I've tried to advertise it and 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 put, uh, every time every platform I go. To, uh, I talk about the republic and stand up for the republic uh, and say, look, this is the lawful way of doing things. You're right. I receive opposition and uh, uh, backlash, but I'm not going to let that you know, steer me away from what I believe is right in my heart, and, and I know consciously it is right, and through studying and, and listening. And sometimes I can't articulate the message through words clearly enough to convince everybody, but I can convince a lot, uh, you know, and that's where everyone else comes in. We need to hear other voices out there, new voices. We can't just have the same three people. On that point, on that point, if I could just say a question for whatever it's worth. We don't have the UN backing us and stepping in. I hope that this answers the question and we can go on to a new question. Yeah, we don't have the yet. We can't get the UN because we don't have the numbers yet. Okay, I think that's basically the answer to the question. But now, Mike, you want to say something? 
Yeah, I was just going to say, for whatever it's worth, I mean, I did send out a text before the show to 25 people, so I don't know how many lines you usually get or how many hands are raised or how many people usually call yeah, in we've or got, are calling yeah. in tonight. Yeah, but, we do. Uh, people do I'm, get impatient and they hang up. They do. I wish they wouldn't. You know, I do see new callers that yeah, put their hands up. Yeah, I just to encourage you. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to yeah. encourage you to go ahead and take as many hands as you can. And see yeah, uh, 806. Okay, let's take another call. 806. Everyone can stay on the line. Just let's not talk over each other. 806, go ahead. Okay. So this, yeah, 806 here. Um, so in uh, 1995, cause number 94135, the International Court of Justice, Justice, which is the seat of The Hague, and its principal jurisdictional origin of the United Nations, ruled a want of jurisdiction concerning the nation of the Republic of Texas. Let it be noted that the ICJ cannot rule on sovereign issues. It can only rule on corporate issues between corporate nations and or states, with differences between two or more corporations or corporate states due to its own corporate status. So, okay. you know, the Hague is not the answer, because you're talking about jurisdictional differences. Um, that, you know, the corporations are not going to deal with matters when it comes to the republic. Um, the only opportunity that the republic has is the military, and that would be the Uniform Military Code of Justice and the laws of war. I yield. I agree. I, 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 would, I would agree. Roger, yeah, Roger Waters, you want to make a comment on that? Roger Waters wants to make a comment on that. He's uh, yeah, uh, in Indiana. You know, to the last caller, you're exactly right. Um, I never said that the Republic would go to The Hague. I said that the Republic went to The Hague to deliver this DSI. So the world, through The Hague, knows who we are. That's one of the things that, that is done under international law. And you're right about the corporate status. They do not deal with anything other than corporations. That's why it would do us no good to go to The Hague for any reason at any time because we are not under a corporate status in the republic. So Can I say one thing? To, to clear yes, up sure, everything here, the thing of it is we would never we go back to The Hague to get anything from them because we don't need to. And you're right. Okay, so we agree. Okay, so we agree on that. Okay. Okay, so the Hague is not going to get us anywhere. Okay, go ahead. I I think you would have better chances because, you know, one thing that you notice the tactics of the federal government, especially when it comes to the Secretary of Defense, what's his name, who's always trying to usurp the power of the National Guard into – forcing them to answer to federal um, officials. And the, the National Guard is their own entity, and it belongs to the states. And I think we would have better luck approaching our own National Guard commanders. Of I see you, 862. You're next. Go ahead. I'm sorry, sir. Go ahead. Uh, but, yeah, I think we would have better if we were able to protest and we had the emails and we sent and we asked and demanded that the representatives, uh, the commanders of the National Guards be there and hear the redress of grievances and hearing the truth on all the subjects, whether it's the vaccines, the chemtrails, the, the deprivation of rights, there'd be a list of it. And I've been working on a redress of grievance for years, 
much of it was done as a political prisoner because I campaigned for sheriff of Maricopa County in 2020. The, the FBI illegally searched my house, basically abducted me, took me into federal I heard custody. about that. I heard about that, actually. I heard about you, yes. Yes, and, and I was left there to rot. And, and they went so far as when, when friends and supporters tried to actually look me up in the CCA database or even the, the U.S. Marshals database, they were actually – I was ghosted. It was almost like basically being taken to a CIA black site where no one could find you. No one could look you up. The only immediate like people I could get in touch with were the family and the phone numbers I had to my head and my lawyer. And my lawyer was a leftist who even said to me, like, uh, I hate guns. I'm like, well, why would you be fit to defend my <laughs> oh, rights? I want to make, make a Second Amendment challenge. And, and I asked her all these, like, you know, kind of download questions to see where she was at. And she was appointed after my original attorney – she was down to fight, but then all of a sudden she gets she pulled off my case, and I get this other leftist, or I forget her name, but she was miserable. And so it got to a point where I went in front of federal judge Glenn Campbell, and this guy, he belongs to the Mormon church. He's a, he was appointed by George W. Bush, and I say, Your Honor, me and this woman have an irreconcilable conflict of interest. I want to fire her and represent myself. And what does she do? She raises her hand and says, basically, I'm concerned about Malone's mental stability and that he's not thinking clearly due to his incarceration. I'm like, who would not be and it, under the circumstances? Yeah. And, and so it was an illegal search based on stalking horse doctrine, which is just another way to abrogate rights and it, that should be it, absolute. And it, 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 they, they knew, and they knew because when I was, I was actually having a lot of success and I was bringing people that were Democrats people that were right-wing, you name it. And I was talking about the judicial experience and what it is and when they drag you through this dystopia. And, and President Andrew Johnson said something that's very key, and this is why the Hague is a terrible idea. Dealing with this multiplicity of laws and all the systems is, is foolish because they, they want us to file lawsuits that they can just say are frivolous. Don't, and just, uh, don't enter quality. into their jurisdiction. Don't go into their jurisdiction, don't, right? Yeah, don't even, don't even go there. Remember that the natural law is all we answer to as men. As, as sovereign individuals, and by trying to recognize their dual sovereignty, sovereignty doctrine and the federal and states are sovereign, no, the people are sovereign. That was the most important idea that came out of the Revolutionary War, and we have to get back to that and also realize that in part of this redress of grievances, we have to tell these legislatures, stop making laws. You suck at it. In fact, get rid of all the laws because you've made so many laws the police don't even know how to do their job efficiently anymore. Our quality of the people that we put in jail is diminished. All the worst criminals are let free and, and doing all the messed up, corrupt crap they want, especially out here in Arizona, and they get away with everything. And so we don't have police resources focusing on the people they should. Instead, we mass incarcerate people with substance abuse issues. Basically that's why we're – but that's why we're trying to re-inhabit the de jure lawful government, which is the republic, and that's what we've been trying to do, and that's what we have done, and that's what was done in 2010. Uh, I got A62 here has been waiting a while, though. Everybody can stay on, just so I'm trying to get everybody that you know has been waiting a while. Go ahead, A62. Oh, my God. That's me. A62. A62. Area code A62. Hello. Oh, my God. Okay, I, I guess That's 862 don't want to speak. Area code. He's calling out area codes. Yeah, area code, A62. Last four numbers, 2758. Unmuted. Go ahead. No. 
All right. All right. Well, well, we'll just let him sit there then. And he may he'll call back in. Who knows? Uh, hey, I see. I take away from time, guys. You put your hand up, and then you don't speak. You know? Come on. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, my, uh, uh, Governor uh, Governor Henning, he's still out there. Uh, explain again, uh, real again, these new callers that have come, come in and what we're doing here real quick. Uh, we're trying to get people to the republic, and uh, and I just don't know how else to really uh, – Explain it, Mike. I'm sure you have explained it to uh, the, uh, We've explained it on the National Militia site so many times already. It's uh, our head spins, you know, about the Republic. And this is the only lawful way we're going to be able to get anything done. All this other stuff, forming another Congress and uh, putting, putting together juries and grand juries and, and uh, yeah, introducing criminal complaints to the de facto. Okay, we know they're criminals. We know what they've done. The, the de facto is so far gone, no matter what we bring fo- uh, forward to them. They're going to laugh at us, and like this man just said, they'll, they'll, they'll ghost us. We'll be sitting in a concrete box someplace. The seven of us, eight of us, or ten of us. So how many we get? Get, and we'll disappear for a while. They've already done that to us in the Republic. People are being murdered for God's sake. That's what we're trying yeah. to avoid here. So, well, I think Eric. I'm glad that Eric called in and made the comment he made about jurisdiction, because I've yet to hear anybody else bring it up in that fashion. And even though the judge agreed with him after the fact. Um, nobody has ever mentioned that point the way Eric did, and um, that's that's substantial to recognize that the Hague is a corporate structure. And it reminds me of a man I forgot his name um, that came on to one of our national militia meetings a few weeks ago, who was all about jurisdiction and status and standing, kind of like David Strait. The same thing. The people that are out there, you know, doing their 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 effort. To, to break away, um, to, to fill out their, um, you know, um, repudiation, right, uh, that they're no longer, that they're claiming that they're a man or woman on the land, they're not subject to the corporate status, they're not going to be treated as a corporate entity, they're going to act and behave and expect to be treated as a man. So that whole but the thirty thousand, Mike. But the thirty thousand in each state does that. You see, if we have thirty thousand, we can gather thirty thousand each state under by 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 the Northwest Ordinance gives us the legal lawful authority to re-inhabit the state lawful seats be, of our republic. Doesn't that have to be thirty? Doesn't that have to be thirty nationals? The people that have repudiated their citizenship. Uh, Governor Jim or uh, Governor Henning, you want to take over on that? Or, or Roger, answer that question. Is the case? No, this Roger. They, they don't have to, to do that. They just got to be able to stand up and say, I am now part of the Republic. Uh, uh, I understand my rights. Uh, you are unlawful because of the way you obtained your power, starting way back in the early, uh, you know, mid 1800s. Hundreds. 1861, so yeah. All they have to do is stand up and say, we we no longer want to play ball in your court, and we're part of the republic. And all you got to do is get 30000 per state. If we can do that in a matter of but time. But Mike's saying, Mike, Mike asked the question, why 30000 Why is 30, the number 30000 And I've already said it already three times. The Northwest that The Northwest Ordinance gives us that lawful standing. And the Constitution states that. The Constitution okay. states that in, in the uh, first uh, uh, article with, with the Congress about the representatives. So okay. that's where the Northwest Ordinance 
comes into play. We need 30,000 in each territory that becomes a state, and therefore we can move forward. So without the 30,000 under law, uh, now that's our law, then we can't move forward until we get 30,000. So that's just the way the, the law is. How do we go about getting that 30000 everybody? I mean, everybody's out there working their butts off to try to figure things out and how to break away and put this, this get, get shake this evil off of our backs in this country. We're watching our country spiral downhill. But how do we get the 30000 It Does it seem to be a lost cause? I mean, or are we just going to be running around doing our own little thing and continuing, like Jim said, you know, the republic has been here and we're going to get attacked and ridiculed. And then uh, Eric's going to get attacked and ridiculed for what he does. Charles is going to get attacked and ridiculed for what he does. Mike's going to get attacked and and we're we're just going to be divided and we're going to continue to be divided and divided as we we will fall you know so how do we come together can i can i say something on that because yeah i think just with anything you know um there's there's some psychological aspects to this um and and symbolism um and is, is very powerful things that are inspirational um inspiring people because if you bring art and creativity to the platform and that's why, like, when it came to the redress that I'm working on and the meaning, it, there's an acronym. It's called CPR. We all know what CPR. It's a life-saving tool. And, mm-hmm. But it also has an acronym for Coalition Purple Rose. And the Purple Rose is a symbol. It, 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 it's got beauty to it. It's a symbol of creation. And it's also the color of royalty. It's the color of Christ. And I, I see case laws when it when it goes back to I can't remember if it was Warring versus Mara Savannah, but it says the the people of this state are entitled to all the rights which beling, previously belonged to the king as his prerogative, prerogative. I may have butchered that a little, but but that people are sovereign and that they have these the same rights as royalty and that they can't be abrogated by any state law. And when I talk to people in person, I tell you the success is. Just it's way better, and I, I even in the last week I've had more success than I ever have because I just said screw it. I'm gonna go out there to the sign, you know, to the event for Carrie Lake or Blake Waters. I'm gonna stand there and I, I wear my gear. I wear my gear, and people see that, and then they see the sign saying, uh, uh, I forget the quote offhand, but but at the end of it it says join the militia, and and. They and most of these people in the geo, in the Republican Party, they understand that history, and they're ready. The righteous no one, army, yes, putting together a righteous yes. army, the militia, yeah. Yes, and so combining the the creative and the art and the inspirational, and actually showing up in person in that battle dress uniform is a very powerful statement. And I'm telling you, like, I'm not recruiting radicals. I'm rec- I'm recruiting people that are. Fathers who are coming to these GOP events with their children and their everyday regular people. That's, I think, what we have to do. We have to think of our marketing and, yes, branding, as much as I hate the fucking business aspect of looking at this, but there is a thing to the psychology of, of symbolism. Oh yeah, yeah. Marketing yeah, appealability. Uh, you know, having appeal an appeal out there. You know, getting noticed. Somebody else brought that up, uh, Mike. You remember uh, Joe? He brought that up. You know, look. You know, people have to learn about the republic. People have to learn about this. They have to learn about the militia. You know, well, yeah, we hear about it every day because we're involved in the patriot community. But everyone else, like you said on, on social media, which is a crock of baloney, gets shadow banned. And you know, I can have five thousand yep. followers, which is what I have on Facebook. But guess what? All my comments are shadow banned. It's only two. 200 people see them, you know? So, it, it, yeah, you're right. The, the, you know, we have to get that appeal out there. Point quickly. 
That's why, to me, at least strategically, what has to be done is that we are organizing those of us who are of like mind county to county throughout every state. I mean, that is the strategy. People need to have an, a, that there's camaraderie in that. Hey, this is, this is my county. Hey, there's three or four or five county coordinators that are coordinating this effort in their county, and people are jumping on board with the same message that we all share from top to bottom. That strategy has to be implemented because that's the other aspect with the division, right? Not only have they used all kinds of things to divide the people in general, right, but we know that they're going to, like you were saying, Joe, they're going to do their part as well to point out and criticize and ridicule the republic. Oh, the republic is this, that. Oh, Mike and the militia is this, that. Oh, Joe and his, you know, purple rose is this, that. And, and just kind of try to diminish. We all need to come together under one banner, which Joe agrees with, and he's been doing it. Um, the reality that we – it's the, the first slogan that we all can – I mean, if look at it logically, sequentially, right, the, the number one first thing that we know we can all, one, the one title we can all unify under is we the people, number one, right? We the, it's about us. Okay, well, now what do we, we mean by we the people? So now we have to clarify that it's we the people who are of like mind on, on X issues, right? It's, there was clearly a division in this nation just based upon Trump and Biden, right? Um, you know, Trump was representative of Christians and conservatives and patriots, right, who are the enemy of that New World Order, One World Government agenda. And, of course, everybody knows my position on that. We won't go down that road. I believe he was commissioned to do that, to draw them out so that those enemy of the New World Order could be identified, seen, sized up for their numbers, their strengths, their weaknesses, and subsequently labeled as seditionists and white supremacists and terrorists and everything else, which is what they've done. But nonetheless, yeah. we can't be intimidated by that. We have to continue to organize those of us who are of, of like mind on the center-to-right issues. So it's we the people. We have to come are. to each other's aid. We have to have that appeal mm-hmm. where the, if Eric's in trouble or if Jim out in Colorado's in trouble or if Mike's in trouble or what have you, that's why the counties are so important and your local states are very important. You have to have a, a shoulder to lean upon. You know, you, like you just right. said, Mike, oh, yeah, my county. There's, hey, there's ten people that are just right around my neighborhood. Wow, you know, and, and, and that and, appeals and, and, and to Joe, people. A communi- Joe, Joe, very important, a communication network, which is why I came up with, the National Militia Directory, which I put everybody who's of like mind on that. We need to have a database. Ultimately, I've been doing it manually by hand, but we need a database where people go to the they can go to the website, they can click on their state, and then they click on their county, and then they can say, okay, here are the organizers for these center to right issue people. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I agree 100% with you, but we have to be careful because they will isolate us. They will. This is what they did with the republic. They put the president in jail. Tim Turner, bam, you know, uh, killed uh, another guy. Uh, you know, rounded up another guy. Took off to Europe. You know, I mean, so and and next thing you know, the pyramid starts falling down. Boom, 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 boom. And, you know, and then everybody's scattered off, and everybody wants to break away and do their own thing. You know, we can't. The nucleus of the center of the strength is what is. I believe is the republic, but the militia is the core backbone of the people. They are everyone because everyone is militia. You're right, and and, and everyone has but, but uh, look, everyone. Though, he's, they yeah, even, their at that, even at that, Joe, it, it, you're missing something. I know you've got several people on your phone call that, that are going to agree with this, and I know you do too. God, again, that's what yeah, we're oh, going yeah, back to, right? Of course, of course. 
God, righteous army. That's why when I say center to right, that it's like a given. Yes, people that believe in God, traditional family values, right, moral virtue. That is the ultimate unification basis for, again, we the people who are of like mind on we're God's people. We're a righteous army. We and, believe and in Mike, right. I've been trying to get the churches. I've been tried and tried over the years to get pastors from around the country. I, I get them on this podcast, and what do I get? I get I get Nazis on here, and they scare them away. You know, uh, you know, and then because pastors are the scariest ones out there because they're afraid their flock will, tear, you know, because that's their bread and butter. You know, they don't want to get their church broken up, which I understand. But you know, they put years to put together build a church. But you know, then they're weak. I say tell them, you know, then. You you're not really uh, strong. But, you know, I, no. I had seven pastors no. on here one, uh, uh, last year. Uh, Governor uh, Jim was on here where I had, you know, do- guys with doctrines uh, from credited schools were on here talking about restoring the republic. And then, you know, I got I get these Nazis on here and, and the uh, Klan members, and uh, they start talking about N-word this and, and Jew. And everybody wants to, you know, and then they, everyone gets scared. You know, and they, they get pigeon toed like you say. You know, yeah, about David as Jim, you know, I would address all those issues because they have to be addressed. Nobody's ever addressed them properly because those are psyops. Those the enemy uses that in a way that people are all confused. And again, they're now they're humiliated and they're intimidated and they're ashamed yep. to even use the word race or white or black yeah. or Jew. So if they're all put into under the light and put into proper perspective. I've done a good job of that. I'll tell you, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, who a lot of people know now, he personally thanked me via email for, for addressing the, the Jew anti-Semite issue in the way that I did. Personally, he says, Mike, I want to thank you for doing that because you, you addressed it so well. So the, it's not about, oh, I better not say that. No, I'm going to be labeled this. No, it needs to be brought. And you remember my show when the, when the quote-unquote Aryan nations or the Nazis or came on the show? I, I yeah. put that in proper perspective. There's plenty of people yeah. out there that, first of all, those organizations have been hijacked by the enemy. They're run by the enemy, those organizations, yeah. most of them, just like three percenters, just like uh, all, the, all the groups. They're, they're created yeah. by the enemy. That's how they divide people. If, if people do not come in a very methodical, sequential way that it's dot, 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 we the people, God, United well, I even went this. over, Mike, uh, you know, I even went over to the National Socialist Movement platform and did my show, a couple, few shows over there to, to, to pick right. out the ones that were over there that weren't psyops and weren't, weren't uh, infiltrators and tried to, you know, convince them, look, we have to restore this republic. I had uh, people of color calling in to a Nazi radio show, you know, and they flipped right. out and went nuts. They, they kicked me off of there then. You know, <laughs> but, um, you know. Their greatest setup, their greatest division tactic is the race and the the religion. The 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 Jew and the black are their greatest psyops to divide people and confuse people and humiliate and intimidate and shame people. Oh, and, and yeah. you know what else they do? I've noticed is they, they try to cause the division between churches and that have different doctrines. Like for instance, when we were doing one of our our, our our group meetings the other night, Mike, there was a guy there under NT who was constantly. You know, bashing Mormons and like they're not our brothers in Christ. And I'm like, what do you mean? The Bible says it very clearly that anybody who claims that you know the, the name of Christ and the blood of Christ is your brother, is that that is your sister. And and I, I just I noticed more and more like 
people sharing, like there's, there's these platforms on the internet that are getting all this attention where it's like, I don't know, like a Baptist group talking about, or like the reformers talking and the, the Quakers bashing Mormons. And it's like, you know what? The Mormon church is probably the most prepared uh, group at, out of all the churches who are willing to fight and stand up for their, their sovereignty. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. And, and you know, uh, that, yeah. And on that note, this is where, again, they, they infiltrate everything and divide and conquer. We know that's their strategy in every way they can. That's why we, by simply, I, I believe I have identified the key issues, you know, and I put it out. It's on the website. It's on my blogs. I've said it here. It's, there's just a handful that 80% of us plus will absolutely agree upon. Not only do we have to agree upon those, but we have to put out the point Joe's making right there that, hey, look, you know, we got to just give it that little, that little footnote of, hey, we're not all going to agree on everything. We're going to have Baptists and Mormons and Seventh-day Adventists and Jews and Catholics. All right, we're, we're all going to have different views on different things. That's fine. But here's the, what we can agree upon. And on the things we can agree upon, that's enough for us to rally together and enforce and in mass to do something and make the change that needs to be made. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, but the, but the thing of it is, is how. But we don't have all kinds of time. We all agree that time is of the essence. But is it really, Mike? You know, two years from now, are we going to be having these same conversations, but about different people? You know, uh, you know, with Biden and Trump now has been dominated the last five years. Before that, it was Obama and Bush. You know, uh, before that, you know, it goes on and on and on with the new world order and their new faces they put forward to take away our rights. Slowly but surely, we're losing our rights. But you know, uh, how much farther do we go? You know, I mean, how, how, what can we do here to unite the righteous army and make sure that we're all doing it lawfully? Change the status quo and go into a point of view. You, do, you want to say something? Pop here. Let my pop. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, if you, if we live with the status quo, we're all doomed. We're not going to get anywhere. We have to get the American citizenry, and they call it the citizenry now because of the corporations concept of having to live in America under that guidance. However, we know that it's not what our forefathers put in place. So we we have to get the people educated to what the reality of what is and as opposed to what needs to be going back to square one as our forefathers put in place. I don't see that there's been any effort to re-educate people enough to get that 30,000 in every state that we might need to change the political structure to where it's a um, sort of like a living gospel of, for America, you know? Yeah, to, to, yeah to I agree. To in place what was stolen from us by the corporations. So yeah. they're concerned about billions of dollars every year, and we're concerned about making an honest living with a fair wage and a good job and raising a family under the guidance of gods, under the guidance of a small, very short-handed uh, uh, government that we we don't have a we don't have a government that was uh, orchestrated under the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. We we have a mob of thieves, liars, cheats, and cons that have overtaken our country. The corporations are yeah. as corrupt yeah. as corrupt. I like what Eric. Explain. 
Yeah, I like what Eric is. I hope he's still on. I don't know if he is, but uh, uh, Mike, I know you asked him to come on. Uh, Eric, you know, he, I, I, how is he coming with with his work and what he's doing since you know the the militia platform he was on with us? Well, yeah, I think he's still there. On and I- Eric, he's still there. Come back in. Oh, yeah, he's still there. Okay, go ahead, Eric. I'll give you the floor. Go ahead. Good. Good. Yeah, so um, just last week I actually spoke with the city council. I was invited by a city council member um, and and, and back in Tennessee, and there's thousands of people here in Tennessee, several counties that are, you know, they have people that are working in their county to try and reestablish their de jure governance um, there. Same in Texas, and I've been speaking with um, an assembly in Florida that's quite large. Um, in fact, I've been meaning to reach out to Mike about that. I'd like to put him in contact. And then I've also made headway with the group, the Convention of States. Now, I don't yes. necessarily agree with all of them, right? I mean, like you were saying, we all have differences, but we have to come to the table on the fact that we need to get rid of the corporations and we need our de jure government back in place. All the right. other and nuances. The 10th the Amendment. Um, so, you know, I think that uh, unity in these groups is most important um, and trying to stay away from all these little processes and just focus on our counties and what can we do in our counties? Because if we can create a safety net in our counties, then we don't have to worry about federal encroachment. In fact, there was a sheriff, I'm going to be reaching out to him in West Virginia, that was talking, he started talking about it last year, but he was talking about deputizing up to 10,000 men um, to wow. use posse potatoes to keep the government out of his county. Uh, well, so wow. they did that in Virginia. I, that's that's really there's a lot of forward progression it's just very disorganized, and that might be yes. a good thing. That might be well, a good may, thing. maybe, maybe. Yeah, you're right. It may be a blessing in disguise. Maybe. Right. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever agreed on that. Yeah. Yeah. That you, well, the for example, the, the, the constitutional sheriff is I yield. I'm sorry. Go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, hang on. I think that was uh, the gentleman from Arizona. I think. But go ahead, Eric. Go ahead, yeah. Eric. Now, I'll give you back the floor, sir. Go ahead, Eric. Hmm. I was just going to say the, the the more organized we are, the easier we are to take down. Um, so if everybody's kind of just unifying the groups and everybody's working in their own direction, all with a unified cause, I, I think that that's really the way we need to move forward. And, and and we need to just do it by talking to people, advertising and platforms and all that. They help, but they require a lot of funding and a lot of effort. Like I've got access. And I can't do it because I just don't have the expertise, um, you know. And so I know there's people out there that do, but um, I'm almost I'm almost afraid to reach out because of agent provocateurs. You know what I mean? It's exactly. A very yeah. And I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I have a business Facebook account where I even had Facebook headquarters contact me, where I have a publisher's account there, uh, where uh, a business account set up that can reach so many people. But I, I don't know how to upload and 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 dissect the videos and and meet their formats. And and I'm afraid to have someone you know reach out and say, hey, you know, can you help me with this? And and they'll even mo- they'll monetize it for me. Facebook. They'll monetize it, put their little commercials in, and I'll get paid for doing nothing you know i mean but i'm afraid because you know you, you don't know what what they're what they're up to or if there's a provocateur that's trying to set me up you know you don't know but hey 
uh, we got to move forward. But I, yeah, if you got the same kind of things that I think you're talking about, where you can get the the marketing capability out there and get the word out there, uh, it's probably the same stuff that I'm thinking of. And but you just don't know how to do it or have the time to figure it out. Right, right, yeah. The, the time is the biggest issue, and well, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I yield the floor. Yeah, uh, so hey, anybody else who wants to go speak, press the number no. one, uh, phone number 657 Press one, and then I'll get you on. But go ahead, Mike. Uh, this is my hey, uh, prayer, if I could. Oh, yeah, he, uh, he, has to, he has to step out, so he, wants to, he wanted to say a prayer tonight before he left. So by all means, go ahead. Then uh, thanks for joining us tonight, uh, Mr. Absolutely. Biden. Absolutely. Lively discussion. Thank you so much. So Elohim, our heavenly creator, in the name of Jesus, we come before you to give thanks and praise for your love, blessings, grace, mercy, protection, and the justice that's being poured out upon this land. Be with us as we press on to do great things together. Strengthen us with the fire of the courage of conviction we originally had when we were awakened to our individual callings. Send us healing energy that invigorates us with the frequency of life. Guard your prophets that are among us and glorify their works that you give to them for our benefit. Help us to be useful and reliable to you as we experience the unfolding of your plan. We lift up our leaders that you give us divine providence to and ask for unity of your people to prevail over this land. Help us to guard against false doctrine and easy solutions to complex problems. Assist us in separating ourselves from the Babylonian system, for you are God and there is no other. So God save the Republic, God save America, and God save our presidents. In Yeshua's name we pray. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Amen. Mike, Mike, uh, you are still on here? You want to speak? I know you always got so much to say. Or anybody else wants Everybody, the floor is open to a bunch of people, so we'll have at it, man. Yeah. Is there any numbers you haven't taken yet? Um, there's numbers on the board, but they haven't pressed one. So uh, a couple of them, I, they keep bouncing up. They, they call in, hang up, call in, hang up. And they, <laughs> it's like I don't think they understand the platform. But right. there we go, 330. I got 330. Go ahead. Hang on. There's somebody to put their hand up. Go ahead, 330. Tave Stanley from I Am Militia, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How you guys doing? Over here. I just got the message from Mike. I seen it, and I was wanting to catch you guys' uh, your blog here. What's going? Just listen in, and see what you got going on. I think I heard Eric too, didn't I? Yes, you did. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'll get off here and let you guys do your thing. I'm wrapping up for the night, so have at it. Uh, all right. All right. All right. I'll uh, I will just leave your uh, mic open there, and you just jump in whenever you want. Uh, okay. Go ahead, Mike. Sure. Mike. Uh, yeah. Anybody, anybody else that's out there that's not familiar with the program um, that's been on listening to a lot of this, go ahead and press 1 and give your thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah. And we've got a bunch of people with their phones open. So, uh, But, uh, Mike, I'll let you uh, lead the way here. Go ahead. I'm sure you could. We still have a little bit of time. We've still got 40 minutes left. So uh, a lot of people listening uh, via the Internet. So uh, go ahead, Mike. Well, <laughs> right now, to be honest with you, I'm, uh, um, I guess first, you know, I'm very appreciative of Eric joining in because I think um, I've mentioned um, in several meetings that I, aside from always trying to address all the psychological operations and division tactics that the enemy uses out there, um, I'm always saying how I'm trying to 
you know, weed out, you know, or identify the, the psychological operations and, you know, and to clarify, you know, put things in proper perspective, proper context. Um, I was frankly hoping that um, Mark, M-A-R-Q-U-E, um, who is uh, an intelligence officer for the militia out in California, would join in. If he is, please press one and come in, Mark, because he's a super intelligent guy. And um, I was hoping to get some feedback from him because he's always on the lookout for everything that's going on out there. And as their, you know, psychological kind of intelligence guy, he's also, you know, alert and, and on guard for psyops. But, you know, yeah. the, the, psych, I kinda, the I was kind of hoping Sarge would call in if he was in there out there listening. Sarge, he's a, a retired military. Uh, I was kind of hoping he'd call in and give his two cents. Usually he's got a lot to say. I know it's a, a big election night. He's probably got a lot to say. But uh, I don't know if he's out there listening or not. I see him in the chat room. But, um, yeah, everybody's got their phone open. But, uh, uh, Eric, if you want to go into a little more detail about what you're doing, I, I know you discussed it. Like I said, I wanted to bring it over to my platform eventually anyway. And Or how can people help or, or get involved also in their state, maybe. Well, just before you do, Eric, before you do, Eric, I just because one of the points I wanted to bring, bring up while Eric's here is that while I've been trying to look into you know everything that's going on out there, I've been real cautious and open because again, as you know, we have Eric who's with us now. I always boast of Eric as being you know on the top of my list with knowing his stuff on common law. He's generally in lockstep with with Charles on common law issues. They might not always be on everything. We never will. But Where is Charles? You know, <laughs> you know, I did invite Charles to come on. Um, he maybe he couldn't make it. I'll send him a text here again in a minute. But you know, I'm I'm very cognizant of the different movements that are going on. You know, I've been candid about the fact that Eric um, was uh, you know more on the critical side of David Strait. Um, you know, we we tried to clear some of that up. Um, once, um, you know, because there's all these people out there, the David Chase, the Anna Von Reich, many, many other names of people that have been about the sovereign movement. And I think that it's, it's, it's um, I'd like to hear what Eric has to uh, say about there being essentially two, and, and I'm sure more than two, because I think Eric has his own unique way of approaching it too, but at least two ways of people going about trying to, um, you know, do what they can to be a part of the sovereign movement, so to speak, in terms of, of getting rid of, you know, re, uh, you know, repudiating any subjugation um, to the corporations. Um, and it's easy to get sucked yeah. into that movement, too, and then you start going down that birth certificate rabbit hole, you know, and, and, yeah, and it can consume all your time. Right. What, what, Eric, what, Eric, what Eric concur that, um, the, yes, there's this approach people can take, personally, individually, that's valid, but that if the republic were to be, um, you know, put into its lawful, as you said, Joe, it would be a lawful approach of 30,000. Uh, in fact, I commented on that on our Sunday night meeting. I made a comment on the video that that, that question needs to be addressed. I don't think Charles addressed it uh, fully. You said that it would be lawful if 30,000 people in every state, um, you know, whatever that process is, you know, via the uh, Northwest Ordinance, that would make it official. What, what, are, what are your thoughts on that, Eric? Well, I think that that's, um, I think that that's prudent. Um, I, I, might, I might argue the necessity um, of having the exact number of 30,000 because realistically we're in a last-man-standing situation. 
Um, and that does, that does take, um, you know, that does take effect when you're in a situation of occupation because, you know, we have been usurped by a corporation. Our republic has been usurped. And, you know, by, the, by all accounts, we operate under the rules and laws of, well, just the law, the law of war. Um, and that's why when we go into our court system, we find the, the bordered flag, the gold fringe flag, and it's in a checked position um, because it is captured. Um, so we, we do have to take these things into account. And that's what makes going into their jurisdiction so dangerous is because you don't know if they're going to use Roman civil law against you. You don't know if they're going to use their admiralty law or maybe even the laws of war and turn you into a political prison, prisoner and disappear you like the gentleman from uh, Arizona was talking about. That, that's tragic, yeah. but it is all too frequently the case. Um, you know, the idea of state citizenship and your birthright nationality, um, th- those are unarguable in admiralty and Roman civil law and in the laws of war and can easily be um, waged in their jurisdiction with the right argument. But, again, that's just not the direction to go. And then what did you think? Of, yeah, not to cut you off, Eric. I want you to finish, but uh, before I forget, Mike, I played the Battle for the Republic there, and I don't know what's happened to him over the years, but that was by Mark Konorki. Uh Last week I played that. It was about six minutes long. You know how the how this thing would start or jump off. Uh, I see. Uh, what was your thoughts on that, Mike? Uh, um, and maybe I'll play it again here at the end when everybody's done. But uh, uh, and I knew I was speaking to a guy that knew Mark actually uh, uh, personally also. Uh, couple weeks ago and i just don't know what where he's been in lately uh in the militia community so i'm surprised he hasn't gotten con- contact with you i don't know if you even know no mark mike but uh go ahead eric i'm sorry we answer that you'll answer that later if you want mike go ahead i'm sorry eric no that's fine that's fine um so the other i think the other question that mike was um was presenting and, and feel free to correct me if i'm wrong but was how do i how do i view these movements um you know, like the ABR, Anna Von Wright's American States Assembly, and the David Lesbrake crowd and all those people. Listen, I don't have I, – I, you know, individually, I may not like some of them, but one thing that they all share in common is they at least wake some people up, and they start people down a path. And so I think credit is due for that. But beyond yeah. that, I really – they don't give enough – they don't give enough direction, and I don't know if it's based out of fear or if it's based out of a lack of understanding and knowledge, or what the you know maybe they're just a psyop and they're just. Did you uh, did you were you on that night when that girl from California was on? Remember her, Mike? She was with the California some kind of California group, some some Susan. assembly. Uh, yes, yeah, Susan. Susan. Yeah, what happened to her? Um, <laughs> well. I've spoken with her. Let me, let me comment on that. Let me comment on that. Charles, Charles, <laughs> I spoke to Charles yesterday, and Charles told me, first of all, when Susan came on from California, look, I wrote a blog of, you know, um, a few weeks ago indicating that the more people get involved, the more likely there are for people to have attitudes and opinions and not liking a personality or not liking or thinking somebody's a control freak. You know what I mean? The more people that are involved, the more possibility there is for differences. I think I'm pretty darn good about being very even keel and not taking things personal, but that doesn't mean that I can't view somebody as being a control freak or view somebody (laughs) as being childish or view somebody as having, you know, psychological issues. Hey, some people may be me. (laughs) So, 
so what I can say is that I did perceive um, uh, I, I was feeling when, when, when Nick and I were doing um, our show with Susan that it was almost like um, some kind of a, yeah, like a mind, you know, battle, you know, like, like control issue going on. And then that was kind of confirmed for me because Charles told me that um, they started trying to do a common law um, militia approach to things um, with Dan. And Charles said that uh, Susan said that Charles was a control freak, you know, oh, but Lord. That, you know, uh, <laughs> so it, I get the impression of, you know, um, just, again, it's that thing of people having, you know, different quirky kind of feelings about different people. I'm sure Susan's a wonderful person and is doing wonderful things. Um, and, you know, so is Charles. I don't know about the guy with the tunnels, though, the Getty Getty guy. I don't know about the Getty guy because he kind of – he started off well, and then he just started attacking everybody and getting angry because we were asking him questions, you know. know, And I was was very close to expressing my personal opinion. I try not to do that. I try to be factual about everything. But, (laughs) yeah, I I was pretty close to – and I guess I'm doing it now, stating that I kind of got the impression – of him as being just another kind of guy looking for internet success, you know, an internet yeah. fame, you know, based on <laughs> concepts and ideas. Um, that, maybe I'm um, wrong. Maybe he really believes that, everything that he's put out there. Um, but again, I think there's a lot of psyops going on just with regards to that, with regards to, you know, um, a lot of the, not that there's not. Yeah, what did Eric, Eric, going Eric, on there. Eric know who we're talking about? Eric, what'd, you, what'd you say? Well, Eric? that's what I'm, that's what I'm asking about. Is this um, Commander General Robert Tanner? Again, I think, I don't was know. that him, Mike? Transgender. Um, say again. Commander General Who? Robert Tanner. Robert That's Tanner, not... I don't remember that. Well, no, wait a minute. I don't you remember know what? I have some notes. I, yeah, well, we I wrote do, down his I phone number. Me. He's a CIA he a guy. He said he was a CIA guy. And he invented the laser. <laughs> so, oh, oh, no, no, uh, was, no, his name was is Stephen something, right? Kelly. Was it Kelly, it's, it's, I think? Kelly? Stephen Kelly. That's right, Stephen Kelly. Stephen yeah. Kelly. No, I'm unfamiliar with yeah. him. Yeah, he yeah, said he's been Kelly. down in the Getty Tunnels, and they're down in the Getty Tunnels, and he's been there, and, and he worked for them. And then we asked, him, okay, well, how do we go after these people? And he kind of like folded up like a, a bad deck of cards, you know? You know, let's let you be the person to file lawful documents against them, and he froze up. I'm making all these allegations against them so they'll come out of the woodwork. And and the fact that they won't come after me for making these claims against them is like proof that they're guilty, right? Because they don't want to go to court because anything I'm saying is true. But that's kind of a mute argument because we know now that, I mean, my understanding, somebody on here might be able to cite the law that under Obama's administration, Congress passed a law that lies and propaganda are legal, you know, through the media. So it's all a person has to do is say, oh, yeah, I can say whatever I want on the Internet and just say it was entertainment or just say I was yeah, using it for yeah. propaganda for a purpose. So people can yeah. pretty much get away with anything now. They can say whatever they want and get away with it. Yeah. 
Even it, was, it, was cra- it was crazy. Uh, well, that, that, ca- that phone call, that call that night just kind of like, uh, uh, it was good. It was really good. And we stayed awake. It was late that night. And it was like, and then at the end of the night, I was like, damn, why did I stay awake? <laughs> I was like, you know. By the way, that was, that was the meeting that went for eight, eight hours. Because we yeah. said before that we had done a nine, a nine and a half hour meeting once. So yeah, that meeting yeah. went for eight hours. You guys that were night. For hours? That Zoom meeting. A whole eight hours you yeah. did. It hell, you might as well make a movie. The, the Europa, hell, make it the militia movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, damn. Well, ten years from now, we'll have somebody up there going, "Yeah, you got to tune into the militia, the militia, national militia call. <laughs> it's twelve hours long, but you got to listen to it." <laughs> oh man. But hey, listen, everybody, every, I'm going to go down the line here. Just let everybody, like, just say whatever you want for, like, three or four minutes. And just go down the line, and because uh, I know everybody got something to say. And if I get some new callers that are jumping in, because I see a couple people trying to get in, but I don't know. It's very simple. You call in, and then you uh, press the number one, and that's it. You know, and it's not that hard. But uh, I'll just go down the line. Uh, uh did you have some new callers trying to get in? I did, but they ju- they keep bump, jumping off for some reason. I can only ho- hold so many callers on my screen. I usually I can hold about 50. But, but there goes my uh, episode there. I'm wanting to continue. Uh, I think my host just dropped off. That's why. Uh, but, uh, all right, 623, you go first. Go ahead. You go first. You got something you want to say here at the end? Uh, yeah, this is Joe Malone again. Yeah, um, go ahead. You got the floor, yeah. man. Go ahead. All right. So one thing about when we were talking about groups, I know conventions of the states. I'm 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 I, I'm in contact with the local guy who who's really active with convention of the states out here, Bart and I believe it's Bart Anderson. Um, and then also I I think other groups that align because I think collectively uh, a great when it comes to addressing grievances, I think we have to be multidimensional in this. I mean, some of them have to be short and directed at certain areas of government. Like I think we should have a very short redress that people can actually serve police in person or mail um, along with a redress that's going to be specifically for legislatures and then one for judges and redressing them and informing them because like that's all the common law is based up on the foundation of it is informing and consent and just informing by them we're taking I think a certain amount of power back by doing that and informing them and putting them in the hot seat. And then also um, the, the Tenth Amendment Center, like I was saying, is a, I think a great group we, we, we would like to unite with. And um, also uh, nationallibertyalliance.org, or maybe it's .com, I can't remember, but National Liberty Alliance, because they really break down the history of uh, precedent and case law that backs up what we're saying. And, 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 and I like to put it down in, in, a, in a timeline to show people and, in person how they've deviated from the littlest thing slowly. And we see a, a surge of it through, from the 1960s um, to, to today in modern area and how we've created degrees of citizenship. And um, I think what I was saying earlier, too, is key is like going in person because I really think, guys, that when we go in person, there's always somebody on our level who we're not reaching in social media. And when we do that, I find that, yes, we are 80% of this country. We, we want liberty. We want to be left alone. And we don't want this multiplicity of laws. President Andrew Johnson said um, to embarrass justice with the multiplicity of laws and to ha- hazard it by faith in judges are the opposite rocks upon which all civil institutions have been wrecked. And when we address the civil institutions, we don't we actually take away from their ability to recruit these 
Stalinist revolutionaries, whether they're in Black Lives Matter or Antifa. And you know, it's funny, every time I speak to my local representatives about this, or I say, hey, why don't you investigate this judge because she's blatantly violating due process rights of, of citizens, they just shut up. They don't want to comment. They don't want to, and we need to approach them on film. We need to get them on camera. And we need to make them more uncomfortable and force them to actually speak up and say something because they don't want to go into the details. And, of course, that's where the devil always hides is in the details. That's right. That's right. Hey, uh, before I go into the next one, let me play this right here because I thought when the Bundy Ranch kicked off and everything, you know, you always get that little spark. And you think that something, yeah. you know, that that's how it's going to start. I remember with Ruby Ridge. I remember with Waco, and nothing happened. And, and if nothing happens then, what makes you think anything's going to happen now? Remember January sixth? Oh wow, this could spread around the country, and nothing happened. You know, but uh, this is the battle for the republic. It's only five minutes long, and then just a uh, uh, comment on it. And uh, I played it last week, but I'll play it again. So I got three emails saying they missed it. So let me play this, and then uh, we'll go from there. Anyway, I want to say thank you to our friends there. Uh, real quick, I'm going to read the prologue. This is from Battle for the Republic, Dance of Swords. So when and how would it start? Everyone knew that the conflict was at hand and that the open battle for the Republic was about to begin. The dagger war had been raging for many, many years, with victories and defeats on both sides. Some had thought that Waco would be the boiling point, but it had not gone as any had foreseen. The 90s had had its skirmishes, and the militias had performed well, but restrained themselves in the hope that some other solution would present itself. It had not. With each passing day, the pressure continued to build. The globalist agenda had been based upon lies, and the people knew it. Some were still trying to formulate a peaceful solution, but the system had its own plan, and treachery was the centerpiece of that plan. With the first blade drawn and blood spilled, there would be no turning back. In a time of its own choosing, and at a place no one had expected, the dance of swords would begin. That's a nice abbreviated way to explain to you when people ask me, and I've had this happen, well, how do you think it's going to start? Uh, that is the, when I, whenever I'm in private, you know, conversation with people, and y'all, a lot of you listening know this because I've spoken with you. The first concern is, how will it start? Well, let me walk you through it, because it's going to happen this way, and really we don't get to pick the location, but the goofs are going to pick somebody they want to attack. It's that simple. They're going to try, and most likely, although you never know with, like I said, we're on a sliding scale, but let's just stay between 60 and 90 days into the next year. Uh, the bat faggots combined with whatever homeland security bottom feeders, mostly mercenaries, are going to pick somebody that they're going to decide they want to use as an example. That action is going to be a face-off, and it's going to actually, you know, initially be casualties for those who are surprised. It's going to happen that way. They're going to get caught off guard a little bit, but not much, because everybody can sense it, feel it, taste it, touch it. And what's going to happen is people are going to call on others, and there's a lot of people who are going to mobilize. The other side's going to do the same thing. Oh, and they have all their technology, but trust me, we're pulling out all the stops, and we have all of ours. At some point... There's going to be a column of goofs in black uniforms, idiots, mostly pea brains. Uh, in fact, well, 99.9% .9 pea brains in their spiffy little black uniforms with all their spiffy little alphabet letters on them. And that column of suburbans and labs and others, other nonsense are going to face off at an intersection. They're going to bump into each other by accident, mostly. And it'll be a column of militia, mechanized or light mechanized, and armed up, already cock-locked and ready to rock and roll. 
and the bottom feeders in the black uniforms will be screaming their profanities, and they'll be screaming and screaming and screaming, and the other side won't be screaming a whole lot. And somebody's going to pull the trigger, and there's going to be one hell of a popcorn exchange. It's going to, from a distance, it's going to sound like somebody opened up the popcorn pan from hell, okay? And when it's all said and done, there will be no turning back. I want you all to be ready for that. Notice I didn't shout about it. I didn't scream about it. And there's none of us that are in the militia community that will be surprised by it. There are none of you in the patriot effort that should be surprised at it at all. Now, some will try to talk themselves out of it, and some will think they can make a deal. There are no deals with the devil. And when that happens, then all of the of the, the game plans, all of the nonsense the enemies thought to plug in will be for naught. And then the sky's the limit. Because one of the things that everybody has learned by watching what has happened over the years is in this game it's going to be use it or lose it. In other words, you make contact, you fire their hind end up, and you turn them into puddles of mush. You don't try to talk with them. You don't try to negotiate with them. You do what you have done before. Now, some of you are older gentlemen who were in World War II, and I know you can't dance the dance the way we could you know, in the past. I know that. But by God, you can still run a radio, and you know you can still drive a truck, or you can at least help with men that are wounded or individuals that are hurt when the time comes and help to maintain the fabric of our society. But there's another group of veterans, the Korean War veterans, and guys, you're getting long in the tooth, too. You don't need to tell me. I know we got a lot of gentlemen in their 70s. And you know what? They're still online. And when the time comes, I don't care if you move fast. You pick the target, you put them down like the dog that they are with one round, and if all you did was take down that one black uniformed scumbag, you know what? That's one less we got to worry about. You pick the time, you pick the place, you neutralize the target. But there's a whole bunch of Vietnam vets, and there's a whole bunch of other people that are from other wars and other periods of time in the last 40 years, and you are more than competent, and you are more than capable, and you've seen men die, and you've seen men stack like cordwood, okay? The other side, they always claim, and we got a bunch of goofs on our side that are doing the, they just stack us like cordwood. And next time someone says that, you turn and slap that sucker. Slap that girl for what he is. Okay, the next time you hear any goof come up with that or start yapping that BS, then you slap his hind end. Because everybody knows it's equal opportunity dying time once everything kicks in, and the other side ain't going to have it their way. Now, you're going to have to think ahead. Now, I'm going to tell you flat out, anybody who's running around like a chicken with their head cut off, shame on you. I don't want to hear any screaming. There shouldn't be any panic. I don't want to hear any, oh, so terrible. I don't want to hear any of that either. Congratulations. It's the life we're living. It's the times we have. Make the best of them you can. Organize to the best of your ability. Fight to win. And once we've won, help the other guys that are still in need of assistance to kick the slats off the other ones that they're facing. Moose season is going to be real short. However, there's going to be a couple of seasons that open up, and there's a reason for that, because the bad guys are hoping to waste our, waste our time and resources in lesser actions that they might consume and eat out our substance. We have thought for the long term. Now, all of you out there, every one of you, must be prepared at least to take care of yourselves. You completely change the formula of what you're facing, 
and the enemy cannot predict effectively what they're going to do. If everybody just does some of the basic stuff that we've talked about, just food, any, any quantity of food and water you have on the shelf, means that you are thinking with your mind and not with your stomach. Yep. Every one of you, all you could do is say, oh, peace, love, dope, I just can't touch a weapon. Well, fine. I, I really wouldn't have a problem with that, provided you get up off your dead hind end and do something to, to prepare yourself. At least prepare yourself. You know, in other words, get ready for what's coming. Now, that means food, that means water, water purification systems. And even if you don't think you're going to be a combatant, by God, you better get a gas mask and you better do it now. Because they're already bragging about how they're going to bug spray people, okay? we already known that. That's part of their psychological formula. But what happens if we undermine it completely by being prepared for it? It changes the dynamic, just like everything else. All right. All right. What do you think about that there, Mike? Mike, hey. Yeah, sorry, man. I'm I know I still got Mike touching um, his number here. Had the phone on mute. Um, no, yeah, pretty much spot on. I just hope that the uh, the vast majority, the ones that they got to see an early grave, are the ones like I saw um, on a video I was watching today. It was a Tucker Carlson clip with that liberal l- lunatic woman. I don't even want to call her a woman because she said that we – you know, the problem, the problem is the word man. We have to get rid of the word man. I don't remember her name, but Carlson, Tucker Carlson was interviewing this lunatic leftist liberal loon um, where they were debating the whole issue of those that are offended. Those that are they're offended by the word male. Male offends them. And the word man, we can't say woman. We can't call them a woman anymore because it has man in it. We can't say mailman. We have to say mail carrier. We have to get rid yeah. of the word man. It's it's sickening, and all of those it types. Of, you know what we what's happened is the, the the look. We know that's their playbook to begin with. They said that's what they were going to do: demoralize the nation from within. They're going by their playbook, all right. And they've let the lunatics out of the asylums and allowed them to get elected into government positions. That's insanity. We literally are letting people who would have been in psych wards, straitjackets, and insane asylums and court-ordered evaluations 40 years ago are the ones today that everybody else has to pander to and cater to. That is sick. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But we, but what what do we have? What was the gentleman saying that the women should the women need to slap their men? And, uh, well, he was talking about that earlier. He was spot on about that. that you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, I, and, and that's absolutely correct. Yeah, and it's it's their duty, and you know what? Like, I, I'm a hopeless romantic man. Like, I, I love my country, I love our people, even the stupid ones. You know, have a right to life and liberty and pursuit of happiness, and the the, the power they of don't women. Don't have a right to run our No, yeah, I get that. I get that. You're right, but um, the power of the female race to inspire men. It is very. I don't. I think we should use to our advantage, and and that's why I created a separate group for women, and it's called the Liberty Bells. And these are women who are like I'm. I'm. I'm showing how to speak up, and 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 I'm. I'm saying, you know, stop wasting your time. And even some of them are, are very religious, and they're saying, oh, but I'm doing what God's calling me to do. I'm like, God's not calling you to do what you're doing and play in the politics. That's that's the destruction. Is all the politics is our destruction now? 
what you need to do is prepare. You need to organize your neighbors. You need to be growing your own food. You need to be ready for everything possible because if you're not doing that, then you're literally selling your children into slavery. And if if you aren't going to push these men to say, hey, who's going to fight for us? They're killing us. You need to do that. You need to push men. You need to call them out on their manhood, and you need to say, you need to stand up like a man and fight because we're being slaughtered covertly. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 you know, that's spot on. But, you know, those of us out there that are trying to educate, is educating the people a lost cause? I mean, like what Eric's doing in Charles, can we educate the people through common law? Most people don't even know what the hell common law is. They look at you cross-eyed and you say common law. You know, I mean, so is it just the people who know now or in the know that we just got to work with or just and hope that people wake up or just just those that aren't awoke just look they're bottom feeders just let them go off to the side you know just to leave leave them be is that are is that are we not christians by not trying to uplift these people and and win them over i mean i don't know i don't know what well, the answer is but i really think that we are really the 870 to 80% and we see this and anybody like that's why i was saying that group national liberty alliance they they got those little booklets and you know what just reading that one little booklet from front to back, the common law handbook, it, it's, it's, it's one of the most underrated, powerful red tools. And most people won't take their time to buy 60, 70 of those things and go out in the neighborhood and knock on doors and share those things with people and remind them about the real history. But when you do, most of the Republicans, they'll agree with you 100%. They're like, yeah, you're right. And, um, but using those tools, and that's why I would say it's such a big deal. The, the Coalition of Constitutional Sheriffs uh, Association you know, with Sheriff Richard Mack, his group, the Tenth Amendment Center, National Liberty Alliance, all those education tools. But we have to pick the right quality ones and stick to those, and, 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 and the rest will fall in line. But we got to get right. under one banner. And I think that one banner is uh, Righteous Army. And I, I, yeah. I think that combining, combining the efforts of all our redresses, the symbolism, the Purple Rose concept, combining that all into one and getting these groups under one banner, the Righteous Army, and, you know, having the, 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 the CPR be the actual redress is yeah. – that's powerful. I think we need to do that. And I, I agree. I agree. And all these other groups and everybody out there, have, we have to go underneath that one banner. We don't have to be uh, organized and mechanized so we're like we're a, 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 a business or a corporation. We just keep doing our things like Eric's, what he's doing, Charles doing his thing. But we all communicate with each other through various platforms that are united under one common goal and cause, and that is to restore our republic, one nation, under God. And, and our families and, and, and all these other sickos that are out there know that they are being pushed away from us and we're separating ourselves from them, you know, and I think that's key, yeah. I mean, but we have to stay connected. Quick question. Um, yeah. Because this is the first time I've been on your show, and, you know, thank you so much for having me. Um, am I able to share this episode online? Yeah. yeah. Where oh, can yeah. I do that? You ca- 
you can copy the link, uh, Mike, if you want. If you want, I mean, if, I'll tell you what. I'll give you my email address. It's Joe Gibson is home at yahoo.com. Very simple. Or Mike, give him my email address. He can email me, and I'll email him uh, the show link, and then I'll I'll explain to him how he can. Uh, just click on the show link, and he can get all the other episodes, too. I mean, it's, you go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Joseph Gibson, you'll see all my shows pop up, and you can get, listen to all the archive shows. So, I mean, I've got over, what, 350 episodes on here So uh, that I've uh, done yeah. throughout the years. And, yeah. and one other thing I was going to ask, or um, never mind, actually, go ahead. No, I was just going to tell you, Joe, that Joseph's uh, – Contact information is on the the National Militia Directory, which is right there at the top. It's a PDF at the top of the militia page. Righteous Army. Yeah, yeah. And that's key. That's key, Mike. I'm glad you pointed that out. That's key. That's how we can contact each other. Uh, other. And, and, and those of us that don't want to be contacted, well, you don't have to then. But those of us that don't want to reach out, hey, Joe, uh, you know, uh, what do you think about this? Or, Joe, can I get a copy of the show that I was on with you? You know, hey, by all means, you know, I'll send you the link. I don't mind doing that. You know, and, uh, and you share it with any, whoever you want. You know, uh, and uh, by all means, that's just, that's what it's all about. It's about us coming together as as under one, that one banner, righteous army, and working together and unifying together and and, and helping each other out. I mean, uh, Mike 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 said he needed toner for his printer. What did I do? I I, I shipped him some toner for his printer. You know, uh, I was hoping somebody else would step up to the plate, but you know, hey, I I, I went ahead and did it. You know. Uh, but, you know, these are the things we have to do. We have to help each other out and come to each other's aid uh, at times. And that will be appealing. That will appeal to all the other – because everyone just thinks everybody's out for themselves. We live in that type of world, don't we? It's a, we're all backstabbers. We're all feds, undercover feds. We're all trying yeah. to set each other up, you know, and that's what it's yeah. all about. And, and, and that's why we lost so many of the righteous people out there that were part of the movement during the 90s and 80s, you know, that uh, just don't want to hear about it anymore. Can I make a quick yeah, comment on that, Joseph? Um, and this goes to points that all of us have made, and I just want to bring it back to the surface. This, again, this whole concept of, like my, of, of, of uniting and organizing like-minded men and women, county to county, state to state, is where it's at. We have to have points of contact in every county, just like Joseph, um, uh, Joe Malone. Is, not only did he step up to be the state coordinator to help other counties get organized, but he's the organizer, one of the organizers, uh, right now, the only organizer on the list in Maricopa County. Certainly, there's other people out there he's working with. And, and Joe, you know, get, get the names of, you know, two other three people that, you know, you can work with to get their names on the militia directory so people can maybe contact them if they can't get in touch with you. Um, I've always indicated that, yeah, there's, you know, by all means, we should have three or four or five or even ten state coordinators working together to get their states organized. We can have three, four, five, ten county coordinators working together to get their counties organized. So there's a lot of room for leaders to take a role in getting their counties organized. And when they do, like you said, we all start getting our names on, on a directory. And, and I, may, I may well change the name of that directory from the National Militia Directory to Righteous Army Directory. Because, again, we know that there's pros and cons on the militia. I always do my best to make it clear that it's we the people who are of like mind on certain issues and we are the militia because that has force to it. That's an indication that we are going to give force as a last resort while we move ahead lawfully um, you know, with our grievances. Um, we're all 
it's, it's our way of saying we're willing if we have to. All of us who are part of the Righteous Army are willing to bear arms if we have to for the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. But we're putting forth efforts lawfully to the hilt until the only means, going back to the little clip you played earlier, um, Joseph, if yeah. it comes to that, we'll already be organized. And that's the point. Yeah. We need to be organized. United and organized, county to county, state to state, under the banner of Righteous Army. I think that yeah. might be a good idea to change it the, the directory to Righteous Army directory or whatever, but that might be a good idea, Mike. Right, yeah. just, to, just um, to, you know, take a little of the edge off. Yeah, anybody else? Press number one if you want to make a comment. Eric, you want a few minutes here at the end here? Tell us about your what you're doing. And, and uh, listen, I get 22,000 downloads a week on this show. So uh, they 22,000 uh, listens on this show worldwide. I don't know where all you know who's who or what's what, but I'm on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podchaser, uh, uh, Spotify, uh, God, all of them. I, if you type in my name, Joseph Gibson Podcasting, if you Google my name or Joseph Gibson uh, Restoring the Republic, you'll see my name and my podcast show pop up all over the Internet. So it's there. So, uh, so right now I'm about 22, 20, 20, about between 20 and 22,000 listens a week, every seven days. So, uh, I'm trying to get it growing, you know, so that's not too bad, but, uh, we need, we need a 1 million, we need 10 million, we need 20 million. That's where we'll, you know, and not just me, go to Mike's platform, you know, Righteous Army, go to, well, go visit this guy, this guy, that guy, everyone visit each other's platform if you got one and help each other out and unify. Eric, go ahead. You got something you want to add here? Mm-hmm. Here, did I lose Eric? Did we lose Eric? I think we lost Eric. Maybe press one on your keypad on your phone if you want to speak. I know we got some a uh, bunch of new ones. About five people just jumped on the call board here. I see five numbers. Hey, Can I ask yeah, one more question? Um, yeah, go ahead. That, I know I've heard that 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 battle him for the Republic um, before. Where, is it? Do you know where I could? Get, have a is that on YouTube or any other link that I could send out and, and share with people? Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I'll look it up for you. I don't know. I used to listen to Mark years ago, and uh, he was you know part of the, uh, one of the leaders of the Michigan militia, I believe. Uh, he went to, actually went to federal prison for uh, so I think five years, and uh, uh, he maxed out and he got out and he uh, joined the Michigan thing. So I, I you know like I said, but I'll see if I can find it and uh, that, that clip anyway. I yeah. really would love a, a clip. I, I, yeah, I got a bunch of clips that I, I, I program here on the show. I always play them in the intro and play them at the end, you know, whatnot for inspiration, just to, you know, get, them, get everybody moving. But I got a private caller here. Let's see who this private caller is. Go ahead. You're unmuted. Yeah, Joe, that uh, Battle for the Republic video was, uh, audio was really pretty interesting, man. Uh, really hey, Sarge, is. how you doing? How you doing? Hey, Sarge, I'm my, doing my military good. guy here. How you doing, brother? Yeah, pretty good. And I think he's got a basic handle on the idea of asymmetric warfare. But I'd like to add something to it that uh, he didn't include in there, maybe, probably because of time. I'm sure whoever that well, who was that guy that uh, did that audio? Uh, Mark, Mark, Mark Konorki. Mark Konorki. You know, I'm sure he understands this, but I'd like to add it. Since yeah, I'm he's here a veteran. And, he's a vet. Yeah, special forces. Right. Go ahead. Right. I'd like to add it since I didn't hear it in the audio. A lot of people say, well, you know, it's like they do the Joe Biden argument. Well, you know, you don't have an F-15. What is your AR-15 going to do against an F-15? And, you know, um, what these people fail to understand is people like them who say this, 
the idea isn't whether or not you have an F-15, because the F-15 exists for one purpose, and that's to support the guy on the ground that's holding the rifle, who dominates territory and ground out to anywhere between one to 300 meters, depending upon what kind of rifle he's got. If it's an assault rifle, it's pretty much between one and 300 meters. That's the ground he dominates. And everything else is meant to support him. Now, when you talk about, you know, well, they couldn't win against anybody because you ain't got no F-15 or F-35 or, you know, uh, F-16 or all that other jazz, you got to ask yourself, I mean, how many, take out the whole armed force of the United States, how many of these fighter bombers, combat aircraft do they have available? I'm talking about fixed-wing aircraft. He, this old senile Joe is talking about fixed-wing aircraft. Well, there's about 1,800 planes in the United States Air Force. There's about 1,100 planes in the United States Navy, maybe 300 in the Marines. So you can figure roughly 3,200, 3,300 or so combat fixed-wing fighter aircraft, fighter bombers, stuff like that. And now how many of them in the United States? Now, exactly. if you look at the ones that deployed overseas, because they ain't all in the United States, I mean, no, we went over those numbers one night, Sarge. Remember, we went over the numbers of the military, what they had here and around the world and all the other countries. Remember, I went over tanks and everything. Uh, well, yeah. We went over a show on that. So, yeah, yeah they don't have much over here. Yeah. Right here in the United States. So if you, if you, if you want to look at it, and then if you consider which ones are operationally ready, the OR rate for the aircraft that are available in the United States You'd be lucky, I mean, to get a 50% operational readiness rate at any one time. Because they got to be down for maintenance, some of them get damaged, and all the other stuff. I'm not even talking about when they get into combat. I'm talking about doing normal operations. So you're talking about maybe five or 600 aircraft, and that would be, what, 10 aircraft per state? If you really stop to think about it. And remember, the no, idea. we provide enough gas in that much. Well, I, I I look, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. I'm, I'm trying to give them the. I, I prefer to err on the side of giving the enemy or the adversary the benefit of the doubt, so you don't underestimate things. So I'm saying I don't even think it'd be that high, really. So they got this many, and then you got the drone operators. And what are the drone operators? Well, the drones, you know, of course they can be damaged, but nobody's going to get killed if you shoot down a drone. But the drone operators got to be fed, and they got to be somewhere operating the drone. And and yeah, and that was the darnest thing. I just got kicked off here, my own show here. I was just got kicked off, and I just had to call back in. <laughs> I was oh, okay. dead there. But anyway, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, who, what, what, what's available here? Yeah, well, look, he, Mark broke that down, actually, about 15 years ago. He broke down battle divisions, uh, uh, platoons and whatnot, and then the numbers of what, how many divisions there we would take for the militia and whatnot. Right. To, you know, and, you know, he broke and that he down, remember, I remember once. Everything watching. is geared to the terrain and the situation. I mean, yes. like armed forces, modern armed forces have air assets, they have naval support, and they have ground forces. Okay, get it. But if you're living in an air territory, say, like, I don't know, Wyoming, you ain't got to worry much about having a navy. Uh, you, you know, <laughs> most of your assets are going to be geared toward ground troops, maybe some sort of air asset available. Well, but really, you're going to How far can cruise missiles go? How far can the cruise missile go from the ship? Well, I think they can go, go all the way up. up. They can go anywhere up to 1,000, Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah. I I just want to say, you know, we're talking about 
weapons and airplanes and, and battlegrounds and positions and all these different, you know, war-fighting machine-oriented stuff, which is exactly what the enemy wants us thinking on, whereas the oh, real yeah, battle... Oh, yeah, 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 I got is, your point. The real battle <laughs> is, a, is a guy walking into Walmart and being told they don't accept cash anymore, and then people yeah, yielding yeah. to that. There's, there's the yeah. weapon. People, yeah, I'm thinking about a shoestring outfit. I'm not... Look, we don't need to have the... the look... The, 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 the militia does not have need the budget I'm of the saying, I'm sorry, Sarge. I'm sorry, Sarge. I'm, I just want to make the point that we all need to really push the reality that it's, it's the ultimate weapon is the, the mind, the spirit, right? And people need to start standing for their dignity and their rights and not being steamrolled over with face, face diapers and jabs and no more cash accepted. People are yielding to that, and that's where they're going to have total control over everybody's life. Anyway, those are the issues we need to make, maintain a focus on at all times. Yeah, our bartering system, so our bartering office. system, yeah. You're absolutely right. Our well, bartering system is key. Worse yet, worse yet, we have these people that are – we already know they're nuts. But what they're doing is yeah. they're in charge of the people in jail that are nuts and are killing people, and they're turning them loose because I believe that's their, their mentality of their paramilitary for themselves. Yeah, well, that's right. That's right. Well, with this current – yeah, well, with this current political situation – now, look, before I say what I'm about to say, don't get me wrong. I have little faith in the Republican Party being able to fix anything, okay? I want to make that clear. Little faith at all in them being able to fix anything. But we need breathing space right now. And I think a Republican victory tonight will give us breathing space to prepare for the organizations that need to fix what needs to be fixed in reality, in actuality. Nobody's got to go to jail. Two wings of the same bird, Republican, Democrat. Two yeah, wings no, of the same bird. Yeah, I have little faith in their ability to fix anything. But oh. what they will provide is an interregnum, a breathing space. Because this crazy Democrat, insane, lunatic, perverted, degenerate madness they've been inflicting on us for the last 40 to 50 years has got to be at least stopped so we can get a time to breathe and time to organize and prepare. Well, the top globalist banker, uh, um, Evelyn D. Rothschild, died uh, today or yesterday at age 91. So that's one Rothschild devil gone, you know. On a full red, <laughs> blood red moon. Isn't that kind of interesting? Yeah, that right. was really interesting, man. A blood red, blood, blood dim tide, perhaps? Who knows? What was that poem that he did that poem? A blood dim tide. Uh, they are evil. They are pure evil. Let me tell you. Joseph, can I just, can I send you something for you to play over the air right now, real quick? Uh, if I'm I can play it, sure. You send it to my email. Send it to my email. I'm gonna text. Hey, no, no, email. no! Don't text it to me. You got to email it to me. Email to you. I hope he doesn't go to jail. I, I believe if, if Hunter Biden doesn't go to jail. Or somebody along the lines of being a traitor to this country, people are boiling because you see the the three letter circus clown agencies that all have completely no regard for our citizens of America at all. Period. None. This is the Patriot Act. So now that they have that pocket, no. Well, Hunter Biden will never go to jail with Merrick Garland in charge of the Department of Justice. It'll never happen. Merrick Garland needs to go to jail as well. This is not even likely to happen with the Republicans in charge, but it'll never happen with Merrick Garland in charge. Never. You're right. You're right. But somebody, I mean, there's got to be some type of, to bring the chaos 
into a place like you're saying where we have that breathing room where people can say, well, hell, like the mob, I'm going to say, I'm sorry, just, knock down just, just two or three or four of them, the rest of them will just fall in line. They'll stop I didn't hear up. you, Mike. What's that, Mike? Got to put one away. You want my email address? Real quick, yeah. What is the start Joe Gibson is home at yahoo.com. Right, Joe Gibson is home at yahoo.com. I'm at home. <laughs> Very easy. Well, I, I, I'm just hoping that this political situation we're witnessing, hopefully, will give us that breathing space. Because we got to stop this madness that's just ruining the country and creating the depression. On, on one hand, it might create the kind of chaos necessary to exploit. But then on the other hand, it might weaken us so badly, we not, might not be able to come from it. Because I've never seen anything like it in the history of this nation before, what this no, administration no is doing to its own citizenry and its own republic. I've never seen anything like that. Right now, as pissed off as us Republicans and, every, and the decent people are, they think Antifa is Black Lives Matter burned to half the country down. Wait till we get pissed off and start burning things. It's all going to be gone. <laughs> Oh, well, we don't want to. We don't want to condone that, though. We don't want to condone that. We don't condone that. That is awful to contemplate. But I mean, look, I've never heard more talk about a second civil war in my life than I've heard in the last two years. Never, never. It, uh, almost, I got, I got something from Mike here, guys. Mike, you can hear somebody referring to the possibility of. Everybody, I think I got something. I got something here. Mike wants me to play here, guys. I got something Mike wants me to play here, so I'm gonna. 